The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And this is the first time we are doing this. I know. Last week we did have our, not our first, like our first guest in a while. Yeah. But our first, like I meant to say, like in, in studio in a, in a long time. We used yeah. to do it, but then, you know, life gets tough. It's yeah. fine. It's not a big deal. It is what it is, I guess, I suppose. It is what it is. It has been, um, it has been, that's the best way for yeah. me to put it. So since the last yeah. uh, time we talked, it has been, um, and we are going to, you know, I'm just going to preface this episode, by the way. Um, some of you aren't going to like it. And I don't mean that to be controversial or to scare anyone away. Right. Um, I just I just know anytime that we talk about topics that are, you know, quote unquote, not sports. Yeah. Um, people do tend to let us know, once again, stick to sports. And what's the the irony of that is this podcast is literally t- titled Mind Your Own Podcast. Yes. For a reason. Implying that you should mind your own business basically yes because we don't in the intro it says when we stick to sports except when we don't and we don't stick to sports right but like i always tell people like when they ask about this podcast and i always appreciate and i do want to just throw this out there i appreciate everybody who um wants to you know asks to continue doing sponsorships with our podcast um continues to support our podcast because i know sometimes um sports can be an escape And um, I want to actually start there because I was telling Sasha about this yesterday. I saw a really great perspective and I need to go. um, Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to look up what her name is. Um, I follow her on TikTok. Uh, She (laughs) people know her as the woman who wore the face mask. She put one of those like uh, it was like poor clinging face masks and it wouldn't come off. Um, and it was more funny because her laugh and her like just personality were so just hilarious. So I follow her on TikTok and, um, there's no way I'll be able to find this by Googling because if you Google face mask, woman won't take off or whatever, the results that you want don't come up. Um, but she now has an account where she does restock a clock. A Mm -hmm. lot of you probably, if you're on TikTok, you've seen her. Um, she talked about, so right now there's a couple of things that have, you know, been weighing on her. One is the Supreme court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade. And another is a, another content creator on TikTok, unfortunately lost her son tragically and he was shot and killed. It's so just awful. Um, so she's been talking a lot of, you know, she hasn't been doing the restock o'clock. She's been talking about other things and she came to TikTok yesterday and she goes, you know, when I've had a really bad day, I go and I sit down on my couch and I turn on the office and I lose myself yeah. for, you know, hours just kind of in in this show. And and she's like, you know, 
I get it that this account in this TikTok may be that for you. You may be turning it on because you're looking at, you know, I, I would like to lose myself for a little bit. And she's like, and I understand and respect that. And I can understand where you're coming from wanting that. But I'm not at a place right now where I can be that. Like, right. I'm just not in a place. I hope to get there soon. I hope to get there soon, but I'm just not there right now. Yeah. And so she was just asking for grace as she was processing through very real things that, you know, were not her topic. We're not her, you know, typical content that yes. you're coming to. And I think when we talk about a lot of these topics that in my mind are, you know, yes, they're not sports, but they're sports adjacent because they matter to the people covering them. They matter to the people, you know, in the game themselves. Yes. It's, it's important to have grace that people cannot always be, um, people can't turn off the things that they care about. Yeah. And or the I, things that affect them. Yes. And I understand, like, I hear people when they go, well, I can't walk into my job and do X, Y, Z. But the reality is you do walk into your job and have conversations with coworkers about topics and things that matter to yeah. you. And you have them openly in office settings, or maybe you go out to happy hour and you sit down and you have conversations. You are having those conversations. Yes, they're not being broadcast to the world, but you right. are allowed to have those conversations. Your employer is not telling you the moment you walk in here, you can't talk to any you of your coworkers. You can only talk about work. No. No, yeah. you're talking about your children, your families, your pets, your life, the things that matter to you don't matter to you. That is in look, if you're somebody who's listening, you go, I don't do that. That's that's fine. Like everyone is different. I said that to Sasha. There are all types of athletes, coaches, media members, some who don't feel comfortable talking yes. about things, some who do, some who feel comfortable organizing, some who don't like we all have a place. And just because. Like I, I, like we all have a place in like how we process things. Yes. But the reality is, is when you do that thing where you say stick to whatever, you are asking somebody to basically remove their voice, their feelings, anything right. from a situation when you literally can walk into your job and talk to a coworker right. about anything you want. I think that a lot of times it, uh, by the way, that account is Tiff and Carrie. Yes, Tiff on, and Carrie. Thank you on TikTok. Um, but a lot of times Tiff when that. That those conversations arise, and it's not even a conversation of the you know the stick to sports or don't talk about that. It seems like a lot of times it comes from a place of I don't agree with that, so I don't want to hear you talk about it. Mm -hmm. And just because you don't agree with it or it's not something that directly affects you, doesn't mean that other people that it that it uh, does affect can't have a conversation about it. Just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to other people. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like stifling people and telling them like basically to shut up or shush isn't, um, it, one, it's not healthy, it's um, not. in my opinion. Um, but two, you're also, you know, it's being disrespectful in a way, like if you were talking about something that mattered to you and someone did that to you because of the same reasons, like you would feel a little hurt and probably discouraged yeah. or you'd get, be angry. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and pat myself on the back and make myself a martyr or anything, but I'll, I'll give you a real life example of something that happened to me just yesterday. I was scrolling through TikTok and I came across one of, I came across a video of somebody that I followed and um, they're talking about how it, they did this thing where they're like, there's this, there's this one, 
there's in the light of anything big that happens, um, a lot of times influencers are asked like to provide their input on things and influencers who don't often very quickly start going like, it's not my, like, I'm not a news outlet. It's not my job to tell you where I stand on things. I will argue for influencers who do that, that like, if you sincerely just are not going to share, don't even, don't even talk about it from that perspective. Don't even like come into the conversation and be like, I don't owe you this because all it does is then suddenly make you an an even bigger target where people are going, well, why won't you talk about it? And look, I just said that a little bit ago. Not everybody feels comfortable. Um, they don't feel they have been educated well enough right. on a topic where like, I, I try to be very mindful and this is something that I work on for myself. I try to be very mindful to not take silence as a necessarily, oh, yeah. because it can be really easy on social media, but I didn't agree. So this is, this is kind of what happened is she was talking about, you know, this is like, all we're doing is putting people into a world of like virtue signaling and blah, 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 blah. And she, she, it was just a really strange like way to approach it. But you know what I did? I didn't love how she approached this topic. I didn't leave a nasty comment. I didn't attack her. I didn't go, I fundamentally disagree with you. I I just unfollowed and I moved on with my day because you don't have to announce your departure. No. And like, what that happened in that moment is I was like, you know what? You and I align. just, we don't align. What I, what I am seeking in my, like who I'm trying to follow does not align with what you are looking to provide. And that's cool. Right. I am going to move on and I'm not going to ruin your day in the process because it's that this is a me thing. It's not a you thing. I just think it would be so much healthier. Like if, for instance, if you were listening to this podcast and something about it made you uncomfortable, you are, you can turn it off and move forward. Um, but like leaving people like this happens a lot with like restaurants, like leaving people bad reviews just because you disagree with something like, I understand you are essentially trying to accomplish this, but yeah, you could ruin a small business in the process of that. And it's, it's really one of those things where it's like, if you don't like it, can you scroll by and move on? Is that possible? Now there are some things that do deserve being called out. I do want to point that out. There are some times where like, it like I will say the piling on of the one person who um, was like coming for somebody was coming for AOC for sharing um, abortion support services and she clapped back by being like yeah and um, that person was getting blown up because like they kind of were like essentially they were attacking her but also then sharing the same resources and that's in the same tweet of like trying to shame her that was strange so like that one i understood like people being like hold up what are you doing but they were like more being like what are you doing like what is your point here like why what are you hoping to accomplish in this whole thing so i understand there are times where people deserve call outs like i'm not telling you like if somebody sincerely deserves like a, Hey, I need to check you on this. That's one thing. But if you just don't agree with the topic, that's entirely different. There's another, um, creator and I cannot think of her name right now. Um, anyway, um, she's, I just, I love her and her husband's content. It's amazing. But basically she had posted a video and in the comments, a lot of people were like, well, why are you even addressing this? People like this don't deserve your time. And I, a lot of times, take that stance too when we get some hate on social I'm like what I mean I don't it makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I don't want to give this person any recognition right like if I don't acknowledge that what you said was maybe made in ignorance or to be a troll 
like unless I'm trying to use it as a, a teaching moment, I don't like to necessarily recognize that somebody said that. But the way that she put it was like, if I ignore it and I don't say anything, it doesn't make it go away. Like yeah. it doesn't make it disappear because, you know, they're going to keep coming after me until I acknowledge them. So I might as well acknowledge them basically with light and kindness. It's, it's one, it's one of those things too, where I think we all kind of, and I, I think this is a little like adding to that is mm -hmm. there are times where I can tell somebody comes into my mm -hmm. mentions and, um, they're not interested in a conversation. In fact, I got trolled over the weekend, um, for some things that I, I had shared on, uh, Twitter specifically, I got trolled by an individual who is, um, their, their entire intention was to, um, basically do the shock value of yeah. like trying to like prove something to me. And I'm like, if, if you wanted to sincerely have a conversation, that's one thing, but you're not looking for a conversation. So in this case, this is a block and move on in my life. Oh, yeah. I'm not giving you any time yep. because you are not looking, you are not looking to like understand where I'm coming from. You are not looking to have any kind of empathy feeling toward right. my side of things. You have already decided you have already decided that like, I'm not changing your mind. You're not right. changing mine. Yes. So in that case, we need to just part. If there's not going to be any civility in any way. No. Like I tend to not, those are the, the types of comments that I want to acknowledge all of this to say, like there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now and specifically affecting people with u a uterus. Well, or, or although I do one. say, I do want to also add, this is something that I've become very like, um, I also understand there's a lot of nuance here for trans individuals. Yes. Um, and th there are some people who've talked about, you know, trans women without uteruses being yep. affected. So I don't want to disregard anyone. And I, I, I just meant, no, no, no. I know, yeah. I know for you. I'm just saying for me, I have learned a lot in the last like 72 hours. And so please um, understand that if we misspeak on something, um, I am a, I, like, I'm talking for myself. I am a work in progress on this and I am yeah. learning a lot through listening to people over the last like 72 hours of life because these are things that I had not honestly even cr had not crossed my mind prior to Friday. Yeah. And that makes me sad that like it wasn't something I was thinking about, but I just wanted to throw that out there for like um, a side note of like, I, I, I just we want to continue being allies and learning yes. and growing. So if we misspeak, please know and understand that we will continue to listen, learn and grow. And so that, I have a question yeah, then sorry. because of that, like, well, and maybe my, this is a sidebar, but that's my, how tangent. are you supposed to refer to, I say people with uteruses or people born with uteruses, because I feel like that can cover mm -hmm. everybody. But am I saying that wrong? Because I if I am, I would like to be corrected. I need to do some research okay. on how to speak about it. Okay. So we will see, this is the stuff where like allow yourself the opportunity yeah. to change and um, say things differently and grow and learn when new information is presented to yes. you, because that is like what, that's my, what I was like. I'm like embarrassed right now. Cause no, no, I was no, like, no, Oh no, my no, God, no. did I misspeak? That's I how feel I, so no, terrible. That's how I would have said it yeah. too. Um, the only reason is because I'm I, like getting teary because oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm just shaming Sasha on this podcast. Um, no, no, no. I really just am truly saying like, yeah. I am in the process of learning how I should be speaking to things. And that's the thing we're yeah. always like, we're always learning and growing. And so please like, just like you're on a journey with us. Yes. You are on this journey. I, now I feel bad. No, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, no, did I didn't. misspeak? And that's not, 
this is all very nuanced. And I'm, yes. we've talked about this yesterday. The entire conversation uh, around the environment that we currently live in is very nuanced. Mm -hmm. um, again, as Aaron said, we don't want to leave anybody out of this conversation that is a part of the conversation. Um, and that includes trans individuals, um, you know, females, you know, it, it covers everybody that's affected by this. And I just was like, oh, no, did I misspeak? But the reason it's important is because it's not just specifically females or mm -hmm. people with ovaries that are or uterus that are affected by this mm -hmm. uh, decision by the Supreme Court to overturn yes. Roe, v. Roe v. Wade, excuse me, that is kind of what we were Yes, yeah, sorry. Going I didn't to be mean talking. To just no, derail that completely. It's totally fine, and I think that that's, that's an important part of the conversation because, and it's just a you know this is how conversations operate, um, and that's why we talk about yes. you know actively listening um, to other people because it, all of uh, the entire conversation is very important. Um, but with everything that's going on right now, it's it's the reason that we brought up you know social media is I think that it's really easy to shut down and not listen um, to other people strictly based on the fact that they may not have the same views as you do. And I think actually actively listening to perhaps why someone feels a certain way, one way or the other, is really important. I'm not going to share my story today, but I did have a conversation about this, uh, honestly, with my husband last night. And I was like, here's my perspective and here's why I feel specifically this way. Just because I feel like without having those conversations, and that's why I posted what I did on Twitter the other uh, yesterday. Like, let's just be kind to each other because it's really impossible to know why other people feel a certain way or what they're going through without them actually telling you. Mm -hmm. I could sit and, you know, tell everybody why I feel the way that I do. I'm just not there yet. And, and it's also not on me to, to I don't feel like in, at this moment in time, it's my job to do that. It's not. Um, sorry, my shoe, my <laughs> sandal fell off. I'm and like so trying I was like, not to move in my chair. I was like I'm trying to make this noise. like not a big deal. And then it just got worse. So no, you don't. I mean, that's the reality is like, you'd wish that like you could just tell people like, hey, you know, these things matter to me without yes. having to dive into specifics and give away information that you might not be. Yeah. ready to, or honestly, you don't ever have to. And, you know, I, I saw, um, I've seen a number of this and I, so Megan Ray's who she does a lot of freelance, um, uh, content for soccer, athlete mm -hmm. built brand building, all this stuff. She does a lot of great work. She shared her story about an ectopic pregnancy that she had and how, um, without Roe v. Wade, the, the healthcare that was available to her at the time is no longer available in some states. And yeah. so she shared this. Now, I'm so glad that she did, but here's kind of where I'm at on this is it's like she shared this story, but she had to share it with the, the comments basically only being available for those who follow her because yeah. you know what's going to come. And it's like, here's this person who is sharing a very personal story that like she shouldn't have to share to right. change opinions, but she's doing it because it, it was important to her in that moment to share it. But yes. like, that's my point is like, if you don't want to share it, no one should like, no one, you do yeah. not owe anyone an explanation for the way you feel about and something. I, exactly. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. And I think, I, I think that it's so 
honestly very brave um, of so many um, women out there sharing their stories because I think it is important context. Um, and, you know, to further your point from, that you made earlier about like, you don't necessarily have to know exactly what your place is in the conversation. If it's just listening, if it's, you know, showing up, if it's having an actual conversation, which means, you know, you have to listen to what the other person is saying and not just be prepared to say what you need to say. Um, it's, I've struggled a lot since last Friday to like find words to put together. Um, so (laughs) let's really like, okay. So side note, not because we need another tangent, but because I wanted to just look it up. So this makes a ton of sense. The way that you are saying it by saying anyone with uteruses is fine. The issue is, is when we say that what we are inevitably leaving out is, um, essentially trans men and non-binary people who need the same health care provided to them under the protection of Roe v. Wade that now do not have that protection. So they're just asking not to be left out of the conversation. So their point is when you say just people with uteruses, it does leave the people who are still in need of, you know, these, this reproductive health care. Um, it, they they want to be able to be part of it because they need the this healthcare just in the same. Yes. So what we are talking about because this isn't. Um, I, I realize we kind of like buried the lead to a degree, but obviously is the Supreme Court's decision to overturn uh, Roe v. Wade after fifty years. In fact, it actually didn't even make it to fifty years. A lot of the conversation has centered around um, pro-life versus pro-choice. If you are someone who says pro-abortion, I encourage you to remove that from your vocabulary. There are people who say it like that, but oftentimes um, it is not accurate. Uh, yeah. it, it is, it, but it is a sensational way of you know approaching that topic. Um, here, here's just the reality of this. Uh, since the decision came out, which we've also known that this was coming since yeah. the beginning of May, um, these this information is coming from a CBS News YouGov poll. Um, 59% of United States adults disapprove of this ruling. 41% approve. Uh, 52% call this a step backward for the United States. 31% call it a step forward, and 17% say it's neither. But here's when you break this all down. Two-thirds of women disapprove of the ruling with 33% approving. Um, more men approve of it than disapprove, which we know there's a, there's a very big uh, breakdown between men and women on their beliefs of this. Um, 58% of Americans say they'd favor a federal law making abortion legal nationwide, while 52% oppose. The reality is, is like, I... We, we keep referencing TikTok, but I'm going to bring yeah. this TikTok up. There's this woman that I follow on TikTok who's amazing. All she does is she just stares like straight into the camera and people think she's an AI. She's not. She's <laughs> real. Um, but she had a uh, she had a video a couple of days ago that I thought was really interesting where she was like, the arguments around this are um, never going to go anywhere because um, what she was saying is if like you are arguing continuously about she was like, you need to stop like having arguments about what, like when life begins and when this, because no one wants to budge on like their, right. their viewpoints are where they're at. There's no conversation to be had. And like, she goes, people also don't care when you bring up all of these different things. So like for me, the reality is, is I have friends 
who could have died. And I'm yeah. not I'm not being sensational here. I'm being honest. I have friends who literally could have died without the healthcare access available to them. So here's where I'm at. I said this on my personal TikTok. I'm pro-choice because I'm very pro-mind your own business. Yes. My morality, my religion, anything about me is not necessarily your morality. It is not your religion. It doesn't we, affect you. No, and we talk a lot in this state or this country about, um, you know, the the Constitution and the, you, like, we talk a lot about freedom of speech. Well, that First Amendment also has freedom from a religion. Um, you are not required to, you are, you are free to, to praise the God you wish to praise or not. Like that is your fundamental right and it is a part of the constitution. So when we cherry pick pieces where we're like this or that or this or that, you know, I have spent my career being told to stick to sports because I shouldn't have opinions on this. But at the end of the day, like I have watched friends go through things where like that is, that is so like, scary and terrifying to watch somebody. And then here's the part that's just really rich is in my job for all of those people who tell me to stick to sports. Do you know how many people since I've been married have asked me when I plan to have children? Like you want me to stick to sports and how's that any of your business? You want me to like not talk about anything, but you sure like love asking me about my uterus when it comes to if I'm planning on having kids anytime soon. And it's like, how is that appropriate? I've How always found that, okay? that that question specifically so rude. It is so rude. It, my decision on what what I want to do and our family's mm-hmm. decision it has nothing to do with you, and it does not affect you mm-hmm. in any way. Um, just like you know, I, it's. I, I think the reason I brought up the stories earlier is because mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think that it's brave that women are sharing their stories because I think it's important for other people, like in a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. However, the fact that so many of us feel like we have to share those stories in order for you to understand why the choice should solely be on the person who owns the body is what is a little bit frustrating to me. I shouldn't have to recount my traumatic experience for you to understand why it's important for me to have ownership over my body. Even then you find people who don't care and um, they make, and so that was a part of that TikTok I watched where she was like, it doesn't matter if you talk about like, um, you know, my body because people then immediately start pointing, but what about the baby's body? And Mm. so her point was like, I'm always going to side with the mother, the individual, the person currently standing in this world and you will not change my mind on it. And that is where I'm at. And I, I think as I kind of have gotten older, I've come to find that, you know, I am not going to change someone's mind that is very firmly standing just as they're not going to change mine. And so I think I've had a realization of like what I'm willing to share and what conversations I'm willing to have with people, because here's, Here's the reality, and this is so just dumb, but I'm going to bring it up because people love to do this where they're like, stick to sports. So if there's somebody who's listening to this and you've gotten this far and you're like, why will you not stick to sports? Fine, let's stick to sports. I can make just about any topic, any of these topics that this podcast has ever covered. I want you to be clear. I can spin it right into sports if you want me to, but it feels really hollow when you do it. 
But if you want to, fine, let's talk about recruiting. Your favorite schools are going to lose some of their top recruits because women are not going to want to come to those states because they're going to feel unprotected. And it's not even about Roe v. Wade. It's not even about not having the access to the health care that they need in these states. It's also about a lot of these states have the exact same issues when it comes to sexual assault, when it comes to rape. So now you are asking young women to come to schools and play sports for your favorite teams in states that they may not be protected from any of those things. So they end up getting raped and now you are not providing them the health care that they need. And you are telling them if they want that health care, they have to leave that state to go somewhere else and you love to do and I'm saying I'm being very I'm being very stark here I'm being very broad and I'm saying you please do not think like I'm pointing you I'm speaking very much the person who loves to do that to me when they say stick to sports because if a person says that to me the reality is you you have asked this individual to come come play here, come be here, come be a part of this. But you do not want to extend to them any kind of protection to be safe in the state that you've asked them to be in. But it's very convenient to then throw into them if you don't like it here, leave. Yeah. Like it is. You can't have it both ways. There's a lot going on. So like I said, like I, I, it's so hollow. Like who cares about recruiting in this big conversation about women's lives and healthcare and everything else. But if you want to go down that path, we can make it about sports. All of this stuff is about sports. There is a reason I was telling Sasha this. I was very interested. I was watching I was just sitting there watching Hale Varsity's stories the other day, and I was curious about all of the different athletes and what they were saying. I stopped counting after a while, but it got close to almost 80-something athletes, men, women. Um, it didn't matter um, if they were a person of color. If, honestly, some of your favorite white football players, they were posting about their disapproval of the decision that was made. Do you want to know how many I saw that were in agreement with it? Two. Now, this is a very small sample size. Like, I understand that's not capturing everything. And there are a lot of people who didn't say anything. But my point with that is, is like, these are the things that matter. These are the things that are sitting on the hearts, sitting on the minds of these athletes. There's a reason that you had Joe Burrow who comes out and then people got so mad at him. A guy, literally the one I was talking about who threw the like shade about sharing abortion resources. He had Joe Burrow fan in his profile on Twitter. He removed it. Like, it's like, but like what Joe shared, I just want to be clear from my perspective was not sensational. It was, it was not an extremist viewpoint. In fact, I really love this woman. Her name is Kate Kennedy. She hosts the Be There in Five podcast. She spoke over this weekend about how being pro-choice is actually not an extremist view. In fact, if you are somebody who wants to be moderate, your preference is choice. In fact, you hear people who do that who go, I would never make that decision. Right. I am great. I'm, I'm fine with other people. Then you are pro-choice. You, in, in the moderate world, end up being pro-choice just because that is the nature of right like you are giving yourself room for nuance you are giving yourself room for like well what's not right for me might be right for you and so i'm right but that like you i think there's a saying for that live and let live it's (laughs) and yeah i'm just like this is the stuff where i see it and like i i understand that like anyone watching this i'm not changing your mind i understand that all i'm asking you for is like to hear these things. And for those of you who are, we have a lot of men who watch this and they say, what can I do? In fact, a lot of you reached out to me 
after Friday through Instagram messages. And I appreciate you reaching out and asking, saying, I have a daughter. I don't know how to talk to her about this. Um, I have a daughter who asked me if it's okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have all the answers. I am not an organizer. I am not. So I encourage, like, I encourage everyone to go find those individuals in their communities because like, I don't want to lead you astray, but allyship and using your voice, even if it's just like showing up in support Mm. is so foundational because Joe Burrow saying something rocked some people's worlds. Yes. Rocked it. You know who absolutely rocked? And I cannot believe I'm bringing him up on this podcast is Dave Portnoy behind Barstool Sports. He condemned the ruling and I watched, I watched a subset of Twitter lose its mind. Yeah. Absolutely lose his mind. He, he took to Twitter. Um, he, he got political, as he says, he doesn't typically do, but he talked about how the United States is going backwards. Um, now, he, he they always do those emergency press conferences, and he said, I feel I have to see, speak, said he didn't represent the views of Barstool Sports as a company. And this is a little snippet of what he said. To me, this is just pure insanity where you're literally going backwards in time. It makes no sense how anybody thinks that they're right to tell a woman what to do with their body. I do not get it. To take away the ability to make informed decisions on how they want to live their lives is bananas. Um, you know, he's... I'm still not his biggest fan. Um, we're not like, we're not BFFs now. Like we're not best right. friends forever. Um, but I appreciate him saying something because like I said, I watched a subset of Twitter lose right. its mind because they were like this. Here's the thing. He may not have been speaking for Barstool Sports, but do you know how many people are at Barstool because of Dave? Like him saying something yeah. rocked a lot of people's worlds. And he, he may not, again, you, you're not changing a lot of minds in this conversation, but he might've changed one. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, we, we, when we do our little call, our, I don't want to say little, that's d- diminishing. Anyway, call uh, our call to actions. Um, that's why we always urge you to have conversations with your fellow dudes. Mm-hmm. It's important because they're probably not going to listen to what we have to say on a certain, any topic, mm-hmm. just mainly because they don't want to hear it from us. Yes. But, you're close to that person, maybe they'll listen and hear it from you. And that's the thing too, is like when I was watching, so some of the people that I know that they, like friends that had very scary, you know, yeah. if if they're, if they hadn't had the healthcare available to them, they would not be standing here today. Um, they're married. They're, yeah. These situations were very wanted pregnancies, but yeah. like it's interesting that the woman is speaking up in the relationship, but their husbands are not. So I'm, I'm not saying that like, those men need to go jump on their Instagram stories when they don't Instagram story to begin with. But what I hope, and I think this is like what Sasha and I are often asking is I hope that those conversations are at least happening in group chats with one another. They're happening behind closed doors when they're hanging out. They're like, Hey, um, this is a very real thing for me. Yes. Um, Because that is where we start to change minds. And like, here's again, uh, actually, a friend of mine, um, both of them, the married couple, shared, both of them did, about their experience. Um, and she almost passed away, uh, almost died, uh, three years ago. Um, had she not been, had access to the health care she needed, she would have died. But they both shared it. And I was like, I, I think that it, I had heard, I, I, like, she had told me this, you know, shared her experience with me before. But seeing her husband do that was like, it was very profound to me. Because seeing his experience with it, 
um, I, you just don't see that very often, I feel like. No. And so it was very impactful to me. I can't imagine how impactful it was for the other men in his life. Yeah, to hear like, hey, this person means a lot to me. And this is the thing, the, the experience we had to walk through and the life, the life we have had together. Like, yeah. these things are, they make a big, big impact. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think of like, it's just, look, I... I, we need more men to speak up when things matter because here's what I would say. If you're somebody who's listening and you don't a hundred percent agree with me, if you're like, I'm not quite where you are and I don't stand quite where you are again, I am not asking to change your perspective, no. but I would just ask you to just be willing to have those conversations and listen and at least like be willing be willing to hear because yeah. here, here's where I kind of come from on some of these things is I feel like I have been asked to compromise a lot in my life. So yep. for instance, we talked about, we've talked about gun reform on this podcast and that one gets people really fired up, yeah. but I have never ever, and I want to be clear, I have never ever asked for the complete banning of guns. I have never asked to take all of your guns. I have asked for sensible change because I am willing to compromise that this is something that means something to some people. And while in a, in like in my world, I am, I'm not somebody who cares about guns. So like for me, if they disappeared off the face of the planet tomorrow, I would not miss them, but I understand some of you love to hunt. I understand yeah. some of you um, enjoy guns for like you go to a shooting range. I get it. Some of you view them as protection in your homes. I will never be swayed on an AR-15 for instance. You're never going to convince me that that should be something that the average citizen citizen should have the right to. Mm-hmm. But I have been asked to compromise and I have. Yes. I could go take a really hard stance and be like, get rid of them all. But I'm not going to do that because I have sat and I have listened enough where it's like, it's not important to me. Understand it. Like, and I'm not making these two things equal, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, but I am saying like, I'm just asking you that if you are taking a hard stance, try to be willing to compromise. Try to be willing to at least like walk back that hard line a little bit because you ask people to do the same for you. Yep. And so depending on what it is, I was going to mention too. I think that a lot of times, um, sometimes I'll, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but (laughs) the point that I'm trying to make is that people sometimes are seeking out the best way to be an ally to, for them. Mm -hmm. Listening is being an ally. Mm -hmm. Um, being willing to compromise is being an ally. It doesn't look the same for everybody. It's just like, you know, everybody's experiences are the same. What works for me doesn't may not necessarily work for Erin. It may not be what she's comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to look the same. So what works, you know, what's impactful isn't always, you know, grandiose Mm -hmm. listening. something as simple as listening and being willing to compromise is also being an ally. Yeah, and just, you know, that willingness to, and like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you all. I have had to work and continue to have to work on my own listening skills and hearing from people and understanding. And like, I can, 
I can understand to a degree when somebody like my, my hesitation. And I think like, this is where my heart is. So I'm going to share it with all of you is I can understand people wanting to protect life. Like that is not something that like, I, I like, Ooh, whatever. But for me, then I feel like what we should be doing is having conversations about how to protect life in this world. We need to revamp the foster care system. We need to look at the adoption, um, making adoption. A number of people talked about how expensive it is, how to make it more affordable and attainable for those who are actively um, seeking to start a family in that way. Um, we shouldn't have people creepily standing with signs at these protests saying, we will take your baby. Like, that's strange. Um, I would rather, like, let's revamp our foster care system. Let's look at our yes. adoption systems. Um, let's provide... 450,000 plus children in foster care yes. right now. I, let's look at the health care in this country, yeah. how to provide health care, like, for families, from the mother, from the moment to you know, beyond that child being born, how do we provide opportunities? How do we make the school system stronger? How do we ensure success? How do we make sure that they're not being gunned down in schools? How do we diminish the amount of starving children that are in this country currently? Yes, it's, there are so many things where it's like, I want to protect the life of like so many too, but like these are conversations that are really important to me because I understand for the record that I can't do everything. I can't, I, I, we can't, like all of us can't individually handle all of this stuff, but we can go pick pieces that are really important to us and matter to us. So like, Maybe for you, it's going and finding a way to support uh, growth in the in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a piece that I've learned when we talked about growth over the last like 72 beyond hours. Yeah. Um, one of the things that has been really foundational for me is people saying in moments like this, people feel this call to like get involved right away. Yes. But the systems are already in place. People have been building these systems for a long time. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, go find ways that you can get yourself involved, put yourself in a position to help out with the systems that need them. So like I saw somebody who was like, we, what we don't need right now is we don't need a bunch of people showing up to abortion clinics to be um, escorts right now because we already have that system right. in place. And what we need there are people who are going to be there for the long haul because that is a job that requires that training experience. So if you're somebody who's like, I want to get involved, that's maybe not the place to get involved. But maybe getting involved is, you know, donating money. Right. Or maybe getting involved is, if you have a podcast, speaking up. Maybe getting involved is... Um, for instance, Megan Hunt, who's a Nebraska state Senator, she has asked people if they would just be willing to like be physically present for things. Sometimes it's just bringing your physical presence and doing nothing, but just being a support system. These are the areas where like, if you feel helpless, do, do not, do not feel you need to then go overcompensate for that helplessness. Like the systems are in place. Just take a moment to feel you're allowed to feel sad, mad, anything else, angry, but like you're, you can get involved somewhere. Um, just take a moment to figure out what is the best place for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm actually currently looking for Holly Anderson. If you're not following her on Twitter, Twitter is a great follow. I think she's freaking hilarious. Um, but 
she posted something or retweeted something not that long ago, like a few days ago. I believe it was on Friday. So it'll take me a second to find it. But it was a link to a bunch of resources on what do we do now? Because that was one of my first questions. Okay, well, what do we do now? And I didn't know what that looked like for myself, but the, the resources were, I mean, it's several pages long of, of different things that you could do. Obviously, nominally donating to your local abortion funds, um, if that's something that you are wanting to do, um, is, is one of the options. But it also listed a bunch of other ways to volunteer or, or other things that you could do. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send that out if people are interested in that. Um, I thought it was a really good resource because um, I was kind of lost myself. Um, mm-hmm. It's in, in just even following people that, that may like, you know, made your ears perk up a little bit, you know, uh, that are, are advocating for one, one in one way or another um, are all things that, that you can do. And it's, it's that stuff's free. Yeah. And it, you know, Again, in the world of sports, I think if I can ask you if we can tie this back to sports in some way, like I said, you can you can take the stance of like, all right, we can make things about sports. It doesn't always feel great when you go down that path of like, let's just like make it all about sports. Yeah. But knowing that like your favorite athletes, the things that matter to them, the areas that they're passionate about, the things that they ask you to support, like how many times have you have like how many times have we seen athletes over the year who have foundations and they um, ask for people to support them on various topics. Yeah. Like this, this they're, they're asking again for your support. Um, you know, I think also like calling into action men's leagues, because yeah. like when you look at the number of women's leagues, now the NBA and WNBA did a joint statement, which I thought was great. Um, but not very many men's teams and leagues shared anything on social. It was a lot of women's leagues who were, leading that charge and um just that's hard because like here's when i talk about like the connection to sports sports especially in the nfl have a lot of issues with assault sexual assaults um you hear there the nfl has a lot of um kind of reckoning in some areas that it needs to have. And so it's, it's hard when like, you know, they're not speaking up about, you know, something. And then they're also having so many instances of, um, you know, just basically like it, it doesn't feel like a safe place for women. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but it's so hard because it's like, no, I don't want them to just go make a statement for the sake of like a PR situation. Like I don't want that, but I guess maybe what I'm asking is like, I would really like to see fundamental change at some of the, like, I I really would like to see change in a lot of these leagues. And that is a bigger ask than even just this conversation. But like, you know, we can't stick to sports when people are being actively harmed within these sports. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the part for me where it's like, you know, I, I've watched and I've stayed out of this to a degree, but watching like the conversation around Deshaun Watson has been infuriating because so many people have just been like, oh, um, these lawsuits, like these were settled. So it does like, everything's good. And it's just like, you know, 
how many people does it take to tell you something's a problem before you step back and go, hey, maybe we actually have right. a problem here. And how long are we going to allow people to continue to abuse systems, abuse people, um, and do it for the sake of saying, I, I want an escape. The, I don't want to know anything about Deshaun Watson because I just want to escape when I'm watching my football. Like, yes, I get it. Like, I love to treat sports as an escape to as an escape too. It's it's fun to be able to turn on something and just lose yourself for a little bit. But how can I how can I walk away from that and not like how do I go watch the Browns right now? How do I go watch them and feel like good about it? I don't know. Right. Like, I get it. Some of you are Browns fans, and so like. I just, I don't know. Maybe this is, maybe this is something where I guess not everyone is like that, but like I have a really hard time compartmentalizing these things. I have a really hard time doing that. And I think for me, having worked in sports for as long as I have, I just would love to see sports be better. And I don't really understand like why that's such a controversial take. Um, I don't think that it is. I just think that like, I would like to reward the people that work hard, but are also good people who show up and do the work, but also are kind to those around them and yes. aren't like being rewarded for being shitty people. Like yeah. I, that's the part where it's just like, I don't know you bring it up and people get mad at you. And there's just like, what, what can you do? Right. And in fact, like, I'm just even like, I have spent like nothing recently looking at this Deshaun Watson story. And, uh, it sounds so his legal team, um, will meet with the NFL, uh, the day we are recording this podcast to determine his immediate future with the Cleveland Browns, former U S district judge, Sue Robinson. This is coming from the guardian. It was just the first one I clicked on, but they're all the same by the way. So if you Google his name, they're all coming up in the news. Um, who is jo- jointly appointed by the league and the NFL players association will hold a determined to uh, hold a hearing to determine whether he violated the NFL's personal conduct policy and whether to impose discipline. Here's the reality. He has agreed to settle 20 of 24 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct, but he's still facing a significant penalty. Um, It's hard because like for me, I like don't have a ton of faith that like any kind of like, like I would not be surprised if it's just like he has a suspension. Right. And so I think when I talk about like the change for the NFL, it's stuff like that where it's like, it shouldn't go into it going like, I don't think anything's going to change. Right. That's the part that I walk into in all of these conversations is just like, at what point do we actually ask the things that we escape to, to be, to lead, to be leaders in spaces across the board? I don't know. I don't know. I can already feel somebody, I don't know. I don't actually know if anyone's going to get mad listening to this, if they, if they do, I'm guessing they're a new listener. And to you, um, if you've made it this far, I really appreciate, um, we're going to bring up one more topic that, uh, will probably make somebody mad. Um, Brittany Griner, we wanted to provide you an update on that. Um, do not spare me right now. If you have made it this far in this episode and your only reaction to it is be like, well, then she shouldn't have taken drugs to Russia. Just leave. Get on out. You can go. Get on out. Um, so anyway, uh, Brittany Griner had a preliminary hearing in Russia on Monday. I'm, I'm taking this information from Yahoo Sports. Again, if you Google her name, this is the same information across the board. There's no bias in this. This is just reported information that is coming from a number of sources that 
um, essentially are just taking the aggregated information and sharing it out. Um, so again, she had a preliminary hearing in Russia on Monday, a Moscow court. So the date for her trial for Friday, um, it has extended her detention by six more months. Uh, this is the fourth time she's had a pretrial detention or her pretrial detention was moved after having already been extended to Saturday before the court date was ultimately set. So now she'll be detained th- through the course of the trial. So she was arrested in Moscow on February 17th for alleged cannabis possession. Uh, they said officials in Russia said they found vape cartridges with hashish oil in her luggage, if I pronounce that sorry um she could face 10 years in prison but here's what they're trying to convict her on large scale transportation of drugs so when people were like she shouldn't have taken drugs if she knew she was found with a vape pen and like we're we're like sure maybe like having that in your bag but like I don't know. You're also taking that face value, what they're saying they found. But even then, like, right. does that sound like a large scale transportation of drugs? No. It doesn't to me, but apparently in Russia, even if you have a vape pen and a small amount of whatever you need for it in your bag is a large scale transportation uh, bus that they have now. So the United States, obviously we've talked about this before has declared this as her being wrongfully detained. They made that distinction in early May, which means the process in getting her home changes they're no longer in like the letting the court system piece play out it is now a like actively like working to get her back yeah um there so monday's hearing actually complicated things quite a bit russian state media has reported that the government would free grinder in exchange for the convicted arms trafficker trafficker victor bout also known as the Merchant of Death. Bout was arrested in Thailand in 2008, extradited to the United States, and has been sentenced to 25 years for conspiracy to kill United States citizens, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and providing aid to a terrorist organization. So we knew that likely the route, because the United States has said this is a wrongful detention, uh, like she's being wrongfully detained, they will likely have to go the path of uh, trade of some kind. Uh, But I just want to point out, Russia wants to trade for somebody who is literally uh, looking at conspiracy to kill United States citizens, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles and providing air to a terrorist organization. And Brittany Griner had a vape pen. Like that is bonkers. Like I'm not like, I, I like, we have to get her home. She needs to be home. This is insane. There's like the people who basically are treating this, like this is, somehow like she did this right like well if you just hadn't like come on um i do appreciate when we talk about allyship though we need more men speaking up on this like truly sincerely because i've seen dawn staley from south carolina she released a video or a a tweet about it showing her pin about it there are a lot of women who've spoken up on this Uh, we need more media coverage and we need more men to lead this coverage because women are talking about it but again most of the people who come into my comments and say she shouldn't have had a vape pen or whatever are mostly men. So like men tell each other, like we got to get Brittany Griner home because yes. like you, we need your voices to get people to listen. This is one where I do think you could change some minds. Um, she has been detained with minimal communication beyond some email. Her wife has the U S embassy failed to set up a phone call with her wife. Um, that she was supposed to speak with her recently. They were unable, they were unable to make it house. Um, 
And then last Friday, the, the United States House of Representatives passed a bipartisan resolution calling on Russia to release Greiner and provide her with access to the United States consulate during her detention. Um, a representative, Representative Greg Stanton of Arizona said in a statement, not a day goes by that we aren't thinking of Brittany and working to get her home. We will continue to push for her release and make sure that she is not forgotten. But again, we need more coverage of this. We need more people speaking up. Um, I admittedly need to start sharing more, but like, I also feel like we need more people of power speaking yeah. up and this is just bonkers. So like I said, if you're like, well, she shouldn't have it. I don't want to hear it because there's no reason for that. Like yeah. she shouldn't be detained for this long regardless. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. I'm just... I think maybe my my uh, working title for this podcast, it won't be titled this, is You Can't Change My Mind. Um, we'll come up with something a little softer. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at on some of this stuff is like, I I think, I think I speak for both of us when I yes. say this. We want a better world. We want to be in, we want to keep encouraging spaces to be inclusive, spaces to be safe, places spaces and places to like be welcoming and kind to people and allow them to grow and flourish without being you know their lives being dictated or changed and I think for myself as someone who works in sports and so let me leave you with this if I have not been able to convince you of anything else I get to know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I get to observe their lives, which come from all different walks of lives. I have watched mistakes be made. I have watched um, people, you know, they graduate and they go off and their lives change. They become, mm -hmm. you know, they start families or they get, long story short, these are real lives. They're people and athletes have so they have a platform and they have a place where we can really truly allow them to change the world. But we have to stop shying away from this idea of sticking to sports. Because when you ask people to do that, you are removing sometimes the most important voices that we can hear from. Yep. And the loudest will always keep speaking up because, well, we just will. Um, but I want to hear the people who don't feel they can speak up. And I don't want them to feel like they have to share anything that they don't. But I'm saying I want to create spaces where people feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. And they feel comfortable sharing their thoughts. Their, because you hear it behind closed doors. They share it behind closed doors. Right. But they don't always feel comfortable because they know. They know what people might say to them. And it's, it's honestly not fun to be attacked on the internet. No, it's, it's not, not. fun. Um, I even get hesitant and nervous when we get ready to release some of these episodes where I'm like, oh, boy. Can't wait to see what somebody says about this. Right. And oftentimes I can tell the person hasn't actually listened to it. They've seen the title. They've seen the description. They've maybe listened to the first five minutes and they've made a decision and they come and they attack us. They say really awful things sometimes. And I just always think like, would they, I shouldn't have to say this, but would they speak to their, their wife, their girlfriend, yeah. their mom, their daughter, would they speak no, to they them wouldn't. like this? No. So why are you talking to other people like that and then it kind of comes to me where i'm like should i even have to say it like that do you just speak to other people like this like yeah. we're at the end of the day we're just humans we're just people and like can we start just treating each other like people who have robust nuanced 
like thinking and things that matter to us. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, when I told Sasha, when we were like, what can we talk about? We knew we had to talk about this and I'll be honest with you. I'm going to walk away from this episode feeling like there was so much more that we could say and that's okay. The reality is, is these are, these are conversations that are going to keep going. There's a reason that this podcast is getting ready to, is it going into its third year here soon? Um, yeah. 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 And you all keep showing up and that's the thing that's wild. Um, so we appreciate it because these are conversations that like you actively witness us learning as we go. Um, but I feel like I grow from all of you as well. I love to hear from you or like you say, Hey, I'm not a hundred percent in the same space that you are on. Like my thinking is not completely aligned, but I really appreciate where you're coming from on this. Right. And I can at least like take a moment and like appreciate that. And I really am thankful for, I'm really thankful for that because you provide a space where we can have conversation. And I do want you to know, I do want you to know that we hear you. And I understand that not all of you always agree with us, but like the fact that you're here means a lot. So yes, I don't know if anything I'm saying anymore makes sense. My brain is literally scrambled eggs. At well, this you've point. been like, you've been like super busy. <laughs> like Sasha's life has been, you how did you, have you taken like any naps or like gotten any sleep? Not really. No. She basically worked uh, eight days of the College World Series straight, so. Oh, honey, I've been working since July 11th. Look, I was trying to like, <laughs> I, July 11th yes. of last year? No. <laughs> Wait, June, sorry, June. See, that's what I'm saying, June 11th. It is now, when we record this podcast, it's the day before it comes out, so it's June 28th. But yes, see? She's see? just been nonstop working for the last yeah. 11 months. But it has been, um, yeah. No, I... Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Well, I appreciate <laughs> I you being even know. here. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. I will say, like, I'm I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful for this podcast. Like, even sometimes when I walk away from it feeling nervous that, like, people are going to be mad at us for having a conversation. You know what? I always walk away with more, um, like, just, like, peace, knowing that, like, one, I get to do this with you. Yes. But two, yeah. so many of you are so great in sharing just your story. Well, I feel and like I appreciate the, that. the way that we, you know, set this podcast up, like it, from the beginning, I learned today, I learned some things and it was just because we talked through it. And, mm -hmm. and that's important. I feel like just by having the conversation, like when mm -hmm. nobody else is here, like we are talking to you, but mm -hmm. we are also talking to each other. And, and just by talking through things, like we're going to stumble and we're going to misspeak, but it's the natural way that a uh, conversation progresses. Um, so I learned some things today and I'm grateful for that too. I and always, am also grateful for you. I always learn things when I listen to this. I sometimes like I'm fearful. I'm like, I don't want to go back to and listen to like our first couple of episodes because <laughs> who knows how my brain was working then. <laughs> but I mean, that's a good thing. We are always constantly evolving and growing. And if you're not like, yeah, Hey, that is the only way, that's the only way to be is just to keep, keep growing, keep evolving, keep learning. It doesn't mean that we always have to see eye to eye on every topic. Like, here's the right. thing. I will, I will leave, if we leave you with one thing to take into the world in this next week, understand that like, we all have experiences that shape our worldviews. Mm -hmm. So if you can be empathetic right now, especially to people who are feeling very, um, 
the, they have a lot of like, atta- like there's a lot of like emotional attachment to the news right now. If you yeah. are somebody who's going like, oh, I can't really understand that. That's okay. Try to be, try to just listen yes. and understand why something might be something for someone that you don't get. Um, I think the world would be it. Like we always talk about being kind. I actually would just take it like one step further. I think this world would be better if we were just a little bit more empathetic toward one another oh, yeah. and trying to understand experiences that we will never have, or we, we can't understand ourselves. So that is a challenge for me as well. It's yeah. a challenge for all of us. Yes. Like I am constantly working on that. Because I will tell you, I can sometimes draw lines and sands and be refused across them. Yeah. But I am constantly trying to be better about that because I understand that like, yes, you're not going to change my mind on some stuff, but I'm at least willing to hear you out. Yes. Um, And that's pretty much all we can ask. Yeah. At a thousand percent. At the very least. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, who knows what the world will look like one week from this episode dropping. But we do appreciate you being with us as always. We appreciate you now watching us. I, there's a screen over there where I can see myself. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to look at it. Sasha had to look at it well, the whole like, time. Where's the, where's the time code? Where's the time? It's all. <laughs> but we do appreciate you um, tuning in, listening. Again, thank you to the people who consistently show up for this podcast people who sponsor this podcast everything that you do um, allows us to keep going and for that reason we are immensely thankful for giving us the space to have these tough conversations when sometimes people tell us not to so thank you as always we will be back that's it yeah bye a huda media production